0: Hello everyone. This is Aisha from Footloose by Shreya Nish. In this episode, uh, we discuss something a lot of people now love—Korean dramas—and Shrey has hit a new milestone in her life. And she excitedly excitedly called me up to uh, you know tell me about it. And I was like, okay, what happened? What happened? And she was like, I have watched my 150th. Korean drama, 150th K drama. And uh, <laughs> I burst out laughing obviously, but <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big deal for her, and so this is what we start discussing in this episode. I'll say- <laughs>
1: The new milestone. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's more like 145 because I think five of those are movies. But I just oh, them achau, into the same okay. thing. But yes, yes, 150 Korean um, entertainment you could put it in that category and it is a huge milestone for me or for anybody oh. that I would feel because um. Over how many how many years or
2: months I mean how, how long did it take you to I think it one? took
1: me I started in 2019 I think 2019 or 2018 right, yeah. was it yeah 2019 I started in 2019 okay. so two years
2: so how did you get into this whole K drama thing? Like, where did you learn about it? It's was it actually like something on Netflix that you randomly picked up, or something? You yes, want, you want to yes.
1: About? Actually, it was. It's interesting because in 2019, I was going through probably what was the most challenging and the most heartbreaking times of my life with uh, with hmm. uh, Kishmish's illness and his hmm. uh, his Kishmish, uh, your dog yes yes my dog of 15 years so he was like ah. he was like my, he was my child so i mean he, he's the one who actually made me a mother in in the real sense of the term, yeah. i don't i yeah. don't have any human babies but uh, if i were to say that uh, whatever motherly um, aspects of me came out it all happened because of him so when i when i actually lost him it was uh, it was like losing a part of my soul and it's like it leaves a big gaping hole in your heart somewhere and that never really fills up. And it's it's really, really hard to deal with. So uh, I was having a very tough time that year. And uh, on top of that, uh, you know, with my... I was uh, going through uh, severe uh, chronic uh, pain issues as well. My, my headache issues which have plagued me for many years of my life. But anyway, so all of that came together and I was in a very bad place. And um, I just remember going... I was, I was just clicking through netflix and i came across this uh this series called uh, empress Key. it's a mythological it's not mytho- it's not mythological sorry it's a historical uh, drama it's a korean historical drama and i knew nothing about the only thing i knew about korea at that time that it's like a tiny little country in asia that's literally mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. i knew i did tiny little rich country that is the how i did not even know that it was that rich at that point of time <laughs> i just knew that it was a tiny little country you know uh, okay. That comes up in conversation sometimes, once in a year, maybe, but nothing. Oh, did you? Didn't you watch like a soccer World Cup or something,
2: like the Japan Korea soccer World Cup? I'm, I'm, I'm not into. I'm not into
1: soccer. I'm not into soccer.
2: Okay. So oh, yeah. God.
1: So, so I, I I turned it on and I I just something told me to just start playing it, and I started playing the the drama, and I was like, I was just taken with it. Within within a couple mm. of episodes, I was just completely taken with the with the uh, with the quality of the acting, the quality of the mm. the detail and the language. The language was just something uh, I don't know. There is no way to explain it, but it just completely captivated okay. me. I don't know why. I, I the, will not be able the, to even the, the
2: Korean language.
1: Yes, I will not be able to give you an explanation as to why that happened because I myself don't know. But I just kept watching, and then before I knew it, I finished all the 50 odd episodes in that series and i was just like flat out after i finished i was like what just hit me the music was just brilliant i just loved the music the acting the the dialogue the the storyline everything everything so that got me uh, interested in in korean tv and then i flicked to netflix and i realized wow there's a there's many more korean um, you know tv series out there and i started watching more and more trying to understand the nuances of the language bit by bit by bit so i'm generally a language person i've i've always been into languages i love learning the different nuances of different languages the similarities the differences etc linguistics as well okay. so okay so, so that was what it was a language basically that um, that captivated me and the the second thing was their ability to portray a range of emotions in the most in the Mm -hmm. classiest way that I've ever seen anyone do it in in any kind of um, regional television like it's I mean you take take, when you look at TV series we look at you know we think of American uh, mainly mainly the British and the American TV series that we're used to and that we've grown Mm up with right Mm
2: -hmm. and they have Mm -hmm. their own
1: charm they have their own charm this is to me it was like something on a whole other level you know there are hardly there's, there, there's hardly any vulgar language there's hardly any uh physical contact or you know there's uh, yeah. there will probably be like there will probably be like two kissing scenes in the entire in the entire episode but it's so classily handled it's done so well yeah that you can actually feel the depth of the emotion that they are attempting to portray there and I've only seen it get better with time because I've been watching. I've watched a lot of them, and it's actually how I um, learned whatever little bit of the language that I know now. You know, every now and then, really how I became captivated by the language and the culture. I started reading up more about Korea, started understanding more of their cultural norms, their history, and everything. And I don't know. Yeah. It's just been a. It's it just it's been a great journey. It was like. A, during that time especially in my life it was like a very soothing soothing balm it was like um i don't know if anyone has experienced this before but actually getting to know another country or another country's culture without even meeting any of those countries people per se can if can actually work as a healing balm when you're feeling really really low i don't know if that happened to anyone before but it definitely happened to me and there's no way I can explain it and and funnily i normally get very excited about things and then the excitement wanes very quickly as well once i get to know this know about it and learn about it and then it's gone right but yeah. this has been like a constant with me for 2 years now nothing has lasted this long for me, other than my marriage with Sushil, to be very honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's like,
2: does it extend into your other, uh, like, aspects of life, like, you collect say, Korean music or Korean memo- memorabilia? Yes, oh my god, like no, 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 not, I mean, I
1: have, I have not had a chance to collect Korean memorabilia because I'm in a country where there's A, not too many people to start with and B, mm. not mm. A, a fewer, you know, a much smaller Korean population to, be, to you know. Mm uh mm-hmm. as well and and i'm in a very um I, i'm not in the city i'm like i live like an yeah. hour, hour's drive away from the city so the only korean person i know is the is a family owned um uh, you know the dollar store that runs uh the, they they own they run the dollar store in the in the village here so they're the they're the only ones i know and every now and then once in six months i'll pop in and i say <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? And things I'll I'll be I'll speak to them in Korean and they'll they'll go all happy 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 because nobody speaks to them in Korean and they're like super happy yeah. and they'll be asking me you know oh, uh, where, how and why are you learning? So um, yeah, it, I tell them my, my main lo- I, so as far as your question goes, yes I uh, I was so influenced that I began taking courses on Udemy. Um, mm-hmm. to learn Korean and I've been taking courses there I have a couple of Korean textbooks as well which I okay. which whenever whenever I get I get too frustrated with my normal everyday work I just drop everything and I just start reading my Korean textbooks and my husband goes like uh so this is what you do to chill out right? you you stop, you, you stop you <laughs> that's stop not studying. a bad way
2: actually that's not a bad way doing something more constructive is better <laughs> yeah, i mean
1: i mean I, I actually use that to you know uh, unwind myself and he he can't believe it yeah. sometimes it's like you stop studying for your your normal everyday research work studies, you stop and then you unwind by studying something else how does that even work you know like
2: most uh, most people would unwind like watching binge watching k dramas like, which also i
1: do which but that's become <laughs> a part of my life now that's become an um that's become an uh, unbreakable part of my life now so i won't even go there but yes i do have a, so a you, should, you should
2: you should actually you should actually
1: like put up a paper on k dramas yeah, I, I have enough like papers to write now i i cannot offer i cannot do any more papers but, uh, but yeah, I, have a, I do have a uh, lovely playlist of uh, of uh, K drama themes, basically. So for me, it's not K pop. I don't like K pop because it, it's. I feel like it's a lot of noise and a lot of uh, music nowadays is a lot of noise. But uh, the, the the music that that K dramas have as their you know their original soundtracks uh, are just uh, brilliant. Some of them are just brilliant, and um, I mean. I'll send you some ish, I'll send you links to some. I don't know I don't know the kind of music you like, but I'll send you a couple yeah. of links that are my favorite songs and then you'll know what kind of playlist I have. But yeah, that's basically the kind of music I listen to, you know, when I'm working, it plays in the background and
2: So is it, is it is it like different from the kind of music you the cab music in Singapore that we listen to when you're like riding around cabs in Singapore they used to play all yeah, that. Is it like different from that? Yeah, very very, or, much so.
1: or, very much so. Very much so. I mean, speaking I mean, of, to... of
2: Korean music, yeah, okay, like my friend in Australia, Jonga, came he yeah. was from Korea, yeah, Seoul, uh, from Seoul, Korea, and uh, Jonga, uh, her husband was German, right. and Jonga had actually gone to Berlin to study piano, like, basically, huh. she, had gone, she had gone there, and then huh. uh, she had done her master's thesis. Huh? Or, she, or, 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 no, she was a PhD. Sorry, she was a PhD mm-hmm. in uh, in piano, and the thesis was about uh, the evolution of classical music in Korea under the Japanese occupation between wow. uh, so the Japanese occupied, I think, in the early 20s, and it went on till the, the World War II. That's right, two, yes, like, end of World yes. War Two. Yeah. how the music in Korea changed with yeah. the Japanese occupation that was her thesis and when, when she was telling me about it I'm like looking at her and I'm like dude where the hell is that and she's like oh it was all in German and it's there I'm like publish it Nice <laughs> swear man I'd, I'd love to read it gosh kind of like forced her. like i like i suggested to you that you should go back to college i told her also and she was also like she was 42 that
1: time you're a candy master uh, i have to work to go to college and all. i was like no go to the university
2: of queensland it's 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 free like like phd it's free for residents and uh, she was a citizen or she was a pr or uh, citizen i don't know but she was already there It's like, free, yeah, just go and do it. Like, you know, just uh, do it in English, just publish it, you'll get a postdoc and also she's doing that now. Excellent. (laughs) That is superb. But it was was a coolest thing. And then my second interaction, uh, after I came back from Australia, I was working with uh, Pax Populi, which was an NGO. Yeah, Uh, yeah. It's based in Massachusetts, United States, and uh, it works in Afghanistan with Afghan people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Remote learning and stuff.
1: So yeah. in that,
2: like uh, my boss's wife was Korean. So when I, so, so uh, she was a Korean uh, biochemist, molecular biologist. So when right. I went to Marblehead in Boston, and Marblehead is this quaint town uh, yeah. in near Boston. Yeah, yeah. So, so when uh, when the when I went to Marblehead, it's the typical Korean Korean stuff. And yeah. Uh, yeah. She was the only. Korean was the only Korean in that city like in in that tiny town like and we were the only brown people walking around on the street like like in a half Korean household so you kind of like knew the focus is on math because the kids were getting tutored in math. Oh <laughs> gosh. They, they, they were, were both the playing cello. Stereotype. They were both playing cello. So they had oh like like was like a big fan of uh, Green Day and uh, you know all this, uh, all this punk and Green Day and stuff like that but then she was made to do <laughs> the mom wanted her to learn cello. <laughs> oh
1: my god that is that is like keeping the Asian stereotype alive and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, well, you are uh, Asian, yeah. so you must be awesome
2: at maths, and you must play like. Oh yeah. You know, two hundred. I was mean, like, like, like extra classes, extra tutors because uh, I was there. And beautiful house, man. Spectacular place. Doesn't look American, you know? It's like the houses are colored like they were in Switzerland and yeah. things like that. Each one is a different color, and uh, they were all uh, like my boss. Like that entire town was uh, basically a city of. Uh, descendants of Irish immigrants who had landed in America and yeah. they're still owned by the same families like they've like the houses have not passed hands and outsiders have not come because it's like it's basically uh, an island which is connected to Maine Boston by just this bridge okay so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So.
2: so beautiful place spectacular place I mean it looks like it's in the middle of Europe and, all, and yeah. uh, it gives you the feels
0: and uh, with that we wrap up this penultimate episode of footloose for this season and uh, it has uh, it has been a great great experience thank you